Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, I love Luke. I love his family. He is a plus two mentality all the way. He is a worker, a grinder. And to see him where he is at from where he came, uh, he's brilliant, by the way, and uh, he's tough. You know, he's not the pass catching tight end, but, you know, one way to also help a young quarterback is to have a, uh, this is all, if you ever looked at our young quarterbacks when they would play, the number one way to help a young quarterback is have a successful run game. You know, not be a one-dimensional, let the defensive ends in this NFL come taking swings at you every down. So uh, that's why we took Chris Manhurts, and that's why we took Luke uh, Farrell. You know, to be creative in some of the run game formations, that's why we have Carlos Hyde added to James Robinson. That is Urban Meyer over the weekend, and that is uh, a little bit of a look at how they plan to protect Trevor Lawrence and put him in a position to be successful. There's a lot in that quote right there. Mm -hmm. And one jumps out at you like, oh, another one, another tight end, not a pass-catching tight end. Great. (laughs) Uh, But that's what the headline is. But the underbelly of that is so many people we've talked to over the last few months is – how can they make this guy successful, protect him, don't let what happened to Joe Burrow happen, don't get beat up? Well, there's two ways to do that. You have a good offensive line. Hopefully, your offensive line plays well. I think the Jags' offensive line is pretty good. Uh, I don't know how great it is, and those tackles certainly have to play better. But they do have a running game, and the running game can certainly alleviate some of the problems or pressure of a defense. And I think Urban just led on to that. We're going to put this guy in a position to be successful, run the football a little bit, put him in play-action situations, hopefully third and manageable kind of situations. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Brent, no kidding, man. Everybody <laughs> does that. I, I get it. But I think the idea that he said it shows me there will be a concentration to do that mm-hmm. and not just drop this guy back 50 times a game and get hammered. Yeah. You know. And there was a little bit of that if you look back at, the Blaine Gabberts and even the Bortles. Mm-hmm. They, and I don't even think they dropped back necessarily 40 to 50 times, but early on their offensive lines were so abysmal yeah. that they just got shell-shocked. I mean, they got absolutely hammered in the early days. And I think they have to do all they can to protect Trevor Lawrence from that for two reasons. Not because he can't handle it. He probably has a mental toughness to be able to handle it. Sure. But you want to keep him healthy. Yep. And you want to keep him confident. Yeah. And as confident as possible. And I don't care who you are. If you're Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been... The, the times that he's been vulnerable, those Giants games, is when he's been getting hit. Patrick Mahomes looked average almost in the Super Bowl. Why? Because he was getting hit. And so Trevor Lawrence, for confidence and health purposes, the Jazz need to run the football, and they need to protect him. And I think the running game certainly helped that. So I think there is a subtle – there's there's some context to what Urban Meyer says there mm-hmm. that shows you what they're going to try to do in the fall offensively. No, and I agree with you wholeheartedly here. You know, I don't want to check the box score, um, you know, every Sunday night and see Trevor Lawrence rush for, you know, ten times. Like, you don't want to see that, especially as a rookie. And I think when we look at this offense right now, is it exciting? Yes, there's a lot of pieces to like. You bring an ETN. I get all of that. But I still am under the philosophy right now that you can't afford to get in too many track meets quite yet because you don't know what you have first. you got Urban Meyer's new scheme, his new philosophy. It's going to take some time to ingrain it wholeheartedly and get everybody on the same page. 
So with that being said, not only do you have to pump the brakes a little bit and slow everything down, but you can also run the ball and control the time of possession, which obviously is important in the game of football, especially when you got a young team. Or you, I don't say I shouldn't say young team, but you got you know a lot of new pieces on your team that have to get acclimated to playing with each other. I agree. I I, I do think back to I just t- tweeted out. Okay, uh, said hey. It was a rough start for Bortles and Gabbert in Jacksonville from a pressure standpoint. I mean, they, they must have hit the cold tub quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and Gabbert appeared to get rattled and shell-shocked. Bortles, I thought they had a better job with that, and he could manage that mm-hmm. uh, better than, than Gabbert did. But the bottom line is they both were not put in a position to be successful. Correct. And then add to that, and, and so just so you don't get me wrong here, uh, as we are uh, live from the ballpark, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Night, opening night in minor league baseball, here on ESPN 690, I'm not telling you. I'm not trying to compare Trevor Lawrence to those guys because the other caveat about this is he's way better than them, right? He's a better quarterback than those guys coming into the NFL. And so if you can already put him in a uh, position to be successful because their offense is better than those offenses were, their offensive line is better than those offensive lines were, they probably have better offensive coaches than those offensive coaches were at the time. And then you add that this guy's just a flat-out better player anyway. Well, I think there's a chance for him to have a very successful first year. I have a hard time kind of putting numbers to that, what that looks like. But I've been very bullish on the fact that Trevor Lawrence is set up not so bad here in Jacksonville for a 1-15 team. I think he's going to have a nice first year in the NFL. I don't know if it's Herbert kind of good, but I don't think it's Peyton Manning kind of bad. True, uh, it, it, and I don't even know how. I think it's closer to Herbert kind of good than it is Peyton Manning kind of bad. Is my point? No, absolutely, because I think we both share the philosophy that hey, this team could win some games this year, at least more than last year. So if we put them in the five to six, you know, win range, like that's going to regard Trevor Lawrence having you know a decent year and winning some games. Look, look what Justin Herbert did last year. Justin Herbert had a hell of a rookie year, but how many games did he win? Not that many. Right now, I think think they went 6 and 10. Now, granted, they lost a lot of nail biters. I think they lost a few in overtime. But they only won six games. And that was Justin Herbert playing lights out. Well, if we assume this team is going to win six games with a new defense, with a bunch of new defensive players on that side of the ball, well, then, yeah, it's got to be the Trevor Lawrence show a little bit. And I think if it can be, then, yeah, he he can kind of echo what Justin Herbert did and get some wins. I just saw this headline from Adam Schefter, okay, Uh, and – I'll, I'll uh, have a thought on it in a moment, but let me read it to you. Broncos' uh, Jawan James suffered a – he's an offensive tackle – suffered a season-ending torn Achilles working out today uh, away from the team facility per sources. James' $10 million salary for the upcoming season, now in jeopardy being that Denver no longer is obligated to pay him working out off-site. Man. So, uh, bummer for him, bummer for the Broncos. You know the first thing that crossed my mind? The what Jags draft Walker Little. Yeah. Would there be any potential – Possibility a team like the Broncos called the Jags about a Cam Robinson, even under the yeah. franchise tag. Yeah, like if um, you're the Broncos, do you start shopping around and would you call about that? I mean, uh, you have to, right? At I don't this know. Point. That, that's a, uh, yeah. again. I mean, I just saw this and that's like sure, that sure, first sure. entered my mind. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. I, I don't know if I would. I wouldn't no, feel that I've, comfortable parting with Cam Robinson until I see Walker Little again. Yeah. This guy hadn't played football well, in two years, but I just wonder if a team like the Broncos would would would. Uh, maybe even pick up the phone and give a call if they really want to fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But then once again, we're talking about what would you actually get for Cam Robinson if you were to do that. And let's keep in mind, how comfortable do you feel 
throwing out a guy in Walker Little who hasn't played in two years, and now he's protecting the most important part of the franchise in Trevor Lawrence is protecting his blind side. I wouldn't feel the best with that game one. Now, maybe Walker Little can eventually work his way into the starting lineup, whether it is left tackle or right tackle. But where I sit right now saying, hey, I'm confident with Walker Little being the starting left tackle for your Jacksonville Jaguars and protecting Trevor Lawrence's blind spot, not sure about that quite yet, Brent. Yeah, well, we'll see uh, all about it. Hey, tomorrow we're going to be live at Cantina Louie on Monument Road. Uh, there's a couple locations, so make sure you know it's Monument Road. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, Action Sports Jacks, ESPN 690. Along with Vita de Louie, we will be at Cantina Louie on Monument Road. Come check it out, 3 to 6, and you can win some prizes, and there's some taste testing going on as well. Uh, not for us, but probably for <laughs> us. Uh, so come check it out. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a party going on at uh, Cantina Louie Monument Road tomorrow afternoon. Please uh, make sure to stop by. We'll have some fun out there. And, again, you can win some prizes as well. And with that being said, this segues right into a wonderful Tuesday afternoon edition of the Happy Hour Horn. Taste the islands and every drop of Vida de Louis tequila. 100% blue agave from tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. VitaDeLouis.com, the place to go. Where can you get a bottle of VitaDeLouis tequila? Locally owned tequila in Jack's Beach. Comes from Tequila, Mexico. VitaDeLouis.com. Pick up a bottle of Añejo, Reposado, and Blanco. Smooth. Going down. Uh, Vita de Louis Tequila. Once again, come on out to Monument Road tomorrow, Cantina Louis, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we'll have some Vita de Louis on hand uh, for you, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Hits the road once again uh, tomorrow afternoon. Today, we're at the ballpark, 121 Financial Ballpark, Bragan Field, the baseball grounds. Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, Norfolk Tides uh, taking some infield right now. They'll have some batting practice. The Jumbo Shrimp already did that. Uh, we got a ball game tonight. Minor League Baseball begins after a year hiatus and even a month delay to this season. The Jumbo Shrimp ready to roll. They've got the bunting up for opening day. Triple-A debut for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. And once again, you can listen to the Jumbo Shrimp games right here on ESPN 690. Pre-game starts at 6.50 uh, coming up tonight. Is that bunting? Is that like the, the flags? Up? Yeah, that's okay. the uh, red, white, and blue flags. Gotcha, gotcha. I wonder, obviously, that's old as old can get, right? Sure. I mean, if you go back and look at some old games, that oh, yeah, yeah, is all yeah. over the place. And yeah. That's kind of a neat tradition that has followed, I think, opening day baseball and uh, maybe like all-star game baseball. Cool. Some special events in baseball. Have no idea what the origin of that is, though. Okay. Have we established any cool days that the Shrimp have coming up yet? Uh, they probably was, have a lot of cool days. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I haven't... I haven't heard any of the, the, the big showstoppers yet. I'm sure they're out there on the, the interwebs. But usually, you know, I think the Florida Man was like two years ago now or three years ago. Uh, that would have been, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, that was a big one for them. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they have planned for this year. Yeah, they have plenty of promotions, uh, no doubt. So uh, come on. Tonight's sold out. Yeah. So don't, I mean, c- come on if you have tickets. Uh, if yeah. not. Tonight's sold out. Uh, do want to pass that along. Now, the rest of the homestand through the weekend is uh, not sold out, so you can come get tickets. By the way, you can win tickets as well. Go to ESPN690.com in the contest page. You can win tickets to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. What I'm really interested to see baseball-wise is what's the level of play look like? I mean, listen, uh, we said this earlier. I said it off uh, 
off camera. I think one of the hardest things to do, I don't know, how, I think being a scout would be tough in baseball and, and probably in a lot of sports, but mm-hmm. what's the separator? Like, what is this quality of baseball, this triple-A baseball going to look better than it did to the fan last year or two years ago now yeah. um, at the double-A level? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, so some of the best stars in, in minor league baseball, the guys that were going to get called up, often resided in double-A baseball. True. So Sixto Sanchez for the Marlins <laughs> was here in Jacksonville, not in New Orleans at the triple-A affiliate in years past. But I do think because the way the structure has changed a little bit, some minor league teams are no longer existing. Also, the COVID world. I think we're getting a lot of the quality players up here at the uh, AAA level. Remember, this was an alternate an alternate site for the Miami Marlins as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the style of play and what that looks like if it's noticeable to the average fan. I, I would say it's probably not yeah. because I think it's really hard. Like, I watch these guys take in. I have... I'm like, well, that guy looks like a triple-A ball player. No, you don't say that. That's <laughs> sure. my point, right? I mean, no, these sure. guys could all play in the big leagues, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they all look like outstanding ball players. I'm a baseball guy, and I just can't tell that. I, I can't see the separator yeah. um, at, at this level, and I don't know how the scouts do it. I think, obviously, well, the numbers tell the story. I think the analytics of it all come into play there. Speaking of scouts, you know, and you, and you being the former baseball player and I'll being the former collegiate baseball player, Brent, if we're to go in the batting cage right now, yeah. and, and, and let's say that we give you ten cracks at it, as they say in the biz, we're talking we talking morning track power here or not? Uh, yes. Warning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but not the center. Didn't even think about. Didn't think twice. Oh yeah, warning track power. Yeah, yeah. I get. Okay. I'll, I'll get one to the. I can get one to the warning track. We, we, I mean, it's three seventeen down the right field line. I are we can talking, do that. Okay. okay. I mean, are we talking about doing some possible some yard work in the in, in yard doing work? Some yard work. I only have two in my life, and they were both in fall league, so I would not put my money on a, a home run. Okay. Although I am a former Derby champ from Walk Off Charities, the fences were in. I've seen the trophy. Uh, so, yeah, I would say. Plus the wind's blowing in a little bit right now. Oh, um, here come the excuses. I would say, I'm just being honest, I, I yep. can get to the warning track. I don't know about as much on the uh, getting out of here. Okay. Although, pitching the tie over the last few years, yeah. I've learned a lot about the swing. <laughs> sure. And so now I'd probably get better extension than I once did. I like that. I just don't know well, if the keep glutes in mind, will you, activate the way they used to. Well, I was going to say, I mean, but you've been staying in shape, though, right? You've been doing your deadlifts and all that stuff, the, yeah, the cores yeah, engaged. I, I was kind of until the last couple of weeks. Okay. Well, many, then maybe we'll give many, you a month. Too many bunt kicks. Because <laughs> um, I might like the bunt. There you I go. Gotcha. Instead of hitting the home run. Hey, anywhere you can get on, right? Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to the phones right now and see what the uh, fishing is like out there on a Tuesday afternoon. We're bringing Rick Riles. With the fishing report, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. What's happening, Rick? We got some baseball here. What do you have going on, Brand? I'm doing fine. Everything's going good. Incidentally, um, I may be the only person on this phone line right now that's throwing a pitch off of that mound. Not, not. Did you throw first pitch one time? Well, some people called it a first pitch. I kind of thought it was a tryout. (laughs) (laughs) High stakes. And and, and then. And incidentally, I threw a cutter at about 89 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, very good. I, I have, by the way, I have thrown a first pitch out here before in my um, in Jacksonville on this mound, and I will say I was a little nervous, but I'm also going to tell I you that I, I, I delivered. Like strike? I threw a strike. Like okay. I threw I a jo- George Bush kind of strike in Yankee Stadium kind of. That's what. <laughs> now mine was a little less significant, but I did throw a strike. 
Well, I have to tell you, after I did that, I got uh, asked to uh, do a class on fishing, teach a class at the University of Florida for a night. I mean, it was a seminar. And I told the guys there, I said, you have no idea what is that I retired from my baseball career to go teach at the University of Florida. (laughs) Those are my my claims to fame. Pretty good day today. In in fact, I'd call it a stellar day today. A little windy, a little rougher on the uh, cobia boats inshore, the smaller boats, although there are a number of cobia along the rips and along the beaches. A lot of them are undersized, but they're on the manta rays, and there are quite a few of them. Just talked to Cam Robert Johnson. He's steaming home on the Jody Lynn, too. They've got a nice box mahi. He said about 20 head of mahi and said most of the boats today had between 15 and 20 head, and most of them are good fish. So that's really good news on that front. David Borey said the redfish were tough today inshore, but they got it done. He said the fish are not up shallow yet. They're still holding in between 12 and 20 feet of water. Brent, I see a couple of really good days on the on the forecast for us. I think Thursday in particular is the day that the guys need to take off sick and uh, and go fishing. But we're going to be back to talk about it tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Rick, thanks very much. Ice that arm for tomorrow's broadcast, please. <laughs> take care of that mound for me, Brent. Thank you, boys. <laughs> you got it. Uh, that is Rick Riles with your Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Don't forget, you can check that out every day right here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 695.15 plus 7 in the morning. Catch Rick. Uh, talking fishing until 9 a.m. on Saturday mornings right here on ESPN 690. Some signing days going on. Uh, Bishop Kenny had a signing day. We'll show you that tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. do want to remind you, I, uh, we carried over our Honda the Avenue's Athlete of the Week poll an extra few days because of the draft craziness. So you can vote until tomorrow on ESPN690.com for the Honda the Avenue's Athlete of the week, we'll have some new nominees out on Thursday uh, as well. We got batting practice going on. It's Norfolk. It's the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. We got some baseball in town. Remember, sold out tonight, but back at it tomorrow. It's an afternoon game tomorrow at one. Uh, evening games coming up uh, the next few days after that, and uh, tickets are still available for the Jumbo Shrimp. If you can't catch a game, you can listen right here on ESPN 690. I got to ask you guys about Westbrook. And Steph Curry. Let's take a break. We'll do that when we come back. Plus, walk-up songs in baseball. You better think about it because uh, you got that question on the way as well. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. On the road once again here at the ballpark on a beautiful night for baseball. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I like the opportunity. I mean, that's that's, uh, that's in front of us, and we have an opportunity to make this, this season mean something down the stretch because of the play and because of the opportunity of, of peaking at the right time. So... I'm sure there's going to be a lot of opinions on it, and we'll see how it plays out, but I'm with it. That is Steph Curry. My goodness, is he on fire. Yep. So is Russell Westbrook. Correct. Doing things that are just bat bleep crazy. I mean, talk about playoff run for the Washington Wizards. I know. What's that say about Westbrook versus, say, uh, Bradley Beal or somebody like that? Uh, yeah. they, they traded Beal, right? 
Um, no, he's still there. No, he's no, who'd there. they trade? Uh, down to Houston. And Houston? Harden? No. What do you mean? I don't. Who left Washington this year? Come John on, John Wall. Wall, sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, what's it say about? I mean, John Wall's a very good player. I know he'd been hurt a little bit and all that stuff, but yeah. what's it say about the caliber of player Westbrook is versus maybe a guy like Wall yeah. that that Westbrook can come in and kind of deliver the way he's delivering right now? And they're still on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. uh, or they might be right in that play-in territory. They're in the play-in, which is why... But they'll be dangerous, man. I right? would, you don't want to play them. Well, and I would say the reason they're playing so well is because of that. Yes, they're close to the eighth seed, and you know it's it's just a few games there. But I think the reason we're seeing this kind of production from Westbrook right now is because they do have a legit shot to at least have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, that will certainly be a motivator. You're right. That's it's a good call. You know, it keeps you. It's a little carrot right there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how bonkers is this right now? What Curry's doing? We wondered about it, right? Can Curry do? Can Curry carry a team? Yeah. Can he, I mean, he is playing unbelievable. Like, yes. Un, I mean, as good as Steph Curry's been in his career, mm-hmm. it is ridiculous how good that he's playing. Uh, listen, Golden State's not going to win the whole thing. They're not going to do that. But um, he's been that good. And again, West, Russell Westbrook. How big a story should this be right now in the NBA in our sports world? I mean, we just got swallowed up by the draft here in Jacksonville, right? I mean, uh-huh. the amount of time I've spent watching and, and looking at NBA stuff, let's be honest, it's been minuscule. Yeah. But you can't avoid it with what, so, what Curry and what Westbrook are doing. So with Steph Curry, I mean, and this has always kind of been the narrative about him, but you see it this year, the guy is basically unguardable. I mean, he he's to the point now where he needs a split second with that release to get the shot off, and it's most more than likely going in. He, he's gotten to the point where he's unguardable, where he's going to get his points. It doesn't matter who you put on him, Steph Curry will get his points. With Russell Westbrook, it's interesting because you felt like when he once he got traded, because it didn't work out with, with obviously Harden and Westbrook, you know, the dynamic duo just never panned out to anything. And Harden goes to Washington. I assume that he would get lost in the sauce. I assume that he would be a back-page story. Okay, go finish out your career in Washington. Good luck with you. Have fun playing Bradley Beal, but let's be honest. We're not going to be talking about you in the playoffs or going to the championship. But what he's been able to do, we're talking like 20 rebounds um, and you know 20 assists you know, doing the triple-double. Like that's, That just doesn't happen, Brent. You know? And obviously it's got a lot to do with heart and intensity. But when it's all said and done... And it's going to happen when Russell Westbrook breaks the triple record double, or the triple double record. Um, it begs the question: Where is he going to fall in line of the greatest NBA players of all time? I still think I love the Russell Westbrook because I appreciate people who you can see the energy and effort on every play. Down 25, up 25, mm. doesn't matter with him. And I think Curry is the same. Mm-hmm. See, I think these two guys are in the same breath of they are going to outwork you. And there's a lot of people, I've said this countless times, a bunch of people that can score 15, 16, 18 points in the NBA. A lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. Heck, if you want to try to have a triple-double every night, you can probably try to do that if you're some of the upper echelon guys. Uh, Doncic, he could do it. LeBron, he could do it. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, he could do it. They, if they wanted to do it, they could. Kevin Durant, they could do it. I just appreciate, forget about the numbers. We're talking about two guys that are playing lights out right now and doing special things. But I think what stands out to me when I watch those guys play, 
is they are relentless, man. They yeah. have relentless effort. And let's be honest, the NBA, like I can tell you this, Steph hates watching the NBA because she thinks it looks like they're not even trying half the time on defense. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's that's more, regular by season. the way, that's more of an old school kind of mentality. Is, of about, the yeah. NBA hit a low for a while. Yeah. I don't think that really exists anymore. But it got that kind of reputation but, sometimes hey. where it looks like you're just casually playing. And Steph, I understand. I'm sure Steph was, was a Jordan fan just like everybody else was, you know, over Larry Bird. So I, I get where <laughs> she's it. coming from uh, for sure. You know, and I get what you're saying here, Brett. To me, Steph Curry will always go down as one of the greatest just because he changed the game of basketball. He he changed what we think is possible from that three-point shot and where you can essentially get that shot off. From Russell, Russell Westbrook, yeah, he changed the game too because he's really a guy that can do it all, obviously, and his triple-doubles would say that. But he's a guy that's got it done with effort on, on both sides of the floor sometimes, it feels like, and with a little bit of an attitude. And sometimes that attitude maybe has got him in trouble with his teammates a little bit. I guess the question remains, though. We know Steph Curry, no matter what he does now going forward, it's it's extra gravy. Like, yeah, you should probably win some more championships. You're that good of a player, but you've won some. Now, yeah, some with KD, so be it, but you've, you've won your championships. Russell Westbrook hasn't done that. We, we talk about Russell Westbrook in the regular season being almost ungodly sometimes, but then when we start talking about playoffs and, you know, and having to win those games, well, he hasn't won the big one yet. And, and to me... That will always be the knock on Russell Westbrook unless he figures it out. Who are you taking for the last two, three months of the season right now? Westbrook or Curry, if you could have one? Coos? Oh, Curry, for sure. I'm taking Curry as well. No doubt. Westbrook, and, and there's no knock on Westbrook. Westbrook doesn't necessarily have the um, the shooting numbers uh, percentage-wise. Like Curry's percentages are just always going to be better. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I think most people would take Curry on that question. But at the same time, if you got to make that playoff run, you know, and, and like you're on the bubble and you're trying to get in, I mean, do you rely on the grit of Russell Westbrook? That's to say, Curry doesn't have grit, but you you get the sense that well, Russell Westbrook is going to will his team some way to, to the playoffs. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah, and and I guess the counter argument to Westbrook, and and you guys talked about it about how he was you know playing with uh, Harden and stuff like that, is is a lot of times you need that person next to him that's willing to be able to give up the ball because Westbrook needs the ball in his hands where Curry can still make a lot happen when it's not in his hands. You know, the threat of Curry, even when he's out by the three-point line, opens things up a little more. Yeah, he extends yeah. the court, no doubt. Uh, you know what's wild about this to me? This time, Again, I take the numbers and the crazy stats and the triple doubles and threes and all that away, uh, and that's why we're talking about them, but I still think I look at the effort of those two guys. I'm like, man, that is relentless. Like that's stuff you show your kids about. Like, look at the way that they play the game, right? I would say play the game the right way. Those guys play the game the right way. But I would also say this about the the, the two. And tell me if I'm right or wrong, guys. But I think Curry, like everybody loves Curry. Yeah. I don't get the sense that's been the case or is the case with Westbrook. Yeah, it's like fashion. He, he is more. I mean, he, I don't know about polarizing. I'm not sure. But I think he's less likable. Does that make sense? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and let's be honest, though. You you never liked Curry with it, the whole mouth guard thing. That thing well, I did. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. problems. I, I've come around on that. Yeah, okay. That was a me problem more than a Steph problem. <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry, by the way, not Steph, my wife. But uh, <laughs> that was a me problem. Yeah, it was. But it was a problem. Like, well, I admitted it. Like, well, I mean, half the problem, half the, half the uh, whatever of, of yeah. Saying you, you know, of rehabbing, sure. just admitting that you have a problem. Well, it's good to admit that you have a problem, and and I can't stress this enough. Steph Curry and Steph Curry's mouth guard are doing just fine without you being their fan. Now, with Russell Westbrook, 
No, I definitely agree with you. I think it's, you know, sometimes that style of play where he essentially tries to put the team on his back, if you're if you're not a fan of his, if you're not if he's not on your team, that can look like you're, you're a little selfish, right? And when you don't get the calls, you start complaining a little bit, you start pouting what he's done in the past. Then yeah, people want to point the finger and say you're not that good, right? Or, or that you're you're childish and all that stuff. Now the whole fashion thing it happens with Cam Newton as well. Cam Newton sometimes gets grilled because of the fashion. I feel like Russell Westbrook is kind of the same thing. I don't hate on it to each their own. Um, it, if you want a peacock, then go ahead and peacock. Not going to lose any sleep over it, but I feel like the fashion, people can go against that as well. I think uh, one last thought about the NBA, uh, which we don't really talk about very often, yeah. but uh, it's it's wild to me the last couple of years, and I've said this countless times, the amount of stars in the NBA yeah. is is amazing. Like yes. The NBA is in a really good place. I'll say this about Major League Baseball. You know, you can say it about, I think, a lot of our professional sports right now, football included, but... There are a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of folks. Like, they just don't need, you know, back in the day, it felt like it had to be Magic Larry and, and Michael. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be. We just saw LeBron James sit out for a while, and here comes Curry and Westbrook, and you already have the Donchishes and, and Durants and everybody else. Not even going to mention Giannis. Back-to-back back MVP, but let's not mention the Greek freak. But... I don't That's feel cool. like uh, Greek Freak's getting a bunch of headlines because everybody's forgotten about did, him after two MVPs. Hey, hey, okay, I mean, did, did you see the Nets stat line, though? Would he, would he put up, like, 50 points? <laughs> I didn't say he's not playing. I know. 49? What did he finish with, 49? I think it was 49. He had, like, 45 with, like, six and a half yeah. minutes to go. He, he's like, I, oh, Kevin Durant, check this out. Yeah, here's 49 points for you. So Try but, to guard me. But that's the point, right? It's like they – the NBA has just this this uh, depth of star yeah. right now yeah. that here – with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis and those, that big storyline out, here mm. comes Russell Westbrook and then Steph Curry turning it up a notch sure. again. And Embiid Steph Curry's, as well. Let's, let's make Kuz happy. Embiid yeah, is in there. Listen, it's, well, that's yeah, no, a great it's, example, though. But deal. Embiid no, wasn't in that, on that list and now is on that list. <laughs> yeah, this year, yeah. Right? He is. He is. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's what the NBA has going for them in a very good way. Kevin Durant sat out a whole year. Yeah. Clay Thompson a whole year. Steph Curry was hurt. Didn't miss a beat. For the most of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, didn't miss a beat. Uh, and by the way, it was like through a pandemic too. Mm-hmm. And and but they had so much star 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 caliber players yeah. that you can share the load a little bit. And I think that's what happens right now in the NBA. Kuz, how are we looking at for MVP? Is it still the Joker as the favorite? Oh, it's for sure. So um, you know, we talked about the injury that the Nuggets went through with their star point guard, and we talked yep. about how we were a little worried that the Nuggets would drop a little bit. Well, they went nine and one after the injury. So Jokic, uh, if he doesn't win, that's like a, a massive upset. Okay. I think um, the last part I'll say about this because we're on the topic. In golf, everybody said, "What happens when Tiger's done? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the stars?" Mm-hmm. I think there was that absence, even though we had good players, and then Kobe came along uh, again, mm-hmm. with Jordan and and the the Larry and and Magic era. Uh, and it's not like there weren't good players, okay? But it felt different. LeBron, I don't know how much longer it is. You know, whatever it is, it's probably still a couple more years. But it's almost like, don't worry, the NBA is fine. Now, you might not have the mega, mega, mega star like LeBron. I don't know if that guy, is that guy Zion? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is Curry still, does he have enough left in the tank to carry some of that for a few years? Maybe. Yeah. Is Durant that guy? I don't know. But they do Once again, I feel like Giannis Donchish should be, and, should be and, mentioned and in this conversation. Back-to-back so MVP, and so though. Donchish, by okay, the way. Okay, but, uh, so maybe, those, maybe they do have that yeah, guy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't feel like any of those guys. I mean, LeBron kind of mega star is a little, yeah. it's a high... 
approach, yep. right? Yep. So, but the bottom line being, I don't think we have to ask that question. Like, no. If LeBron were to walk away tomorrow, the NBA is fine. It's kind of like if Tom Brady walks away tomorrow, the NFL's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good thing for a sport at, at the end of the day. Cause from this crop of rookies, is it is it Lamelo Ball or Lonzo? Lamelo. Lamelo. Yeah. So rookie of the year, or what are they saying with that? I, I wonder if he can talk himself back into it. I mean, he did miss a lot of time, but to that, with the play-in tournament, you know, we are going to see the Hornets play a little bit more oh, and, yeah. and with sense. these last few weeks. So he was out for a month uh, with the broken wrist. He's already back. He came back the same night as LeBron did because uh, the Hornets and the, and the Lakers are kind of in a similar spot where the Hornets are playing to make sure they stay in the play-in tournament, the Lakers are trying to win enough to stay out of the play-in tournament mm-hmm. uh, because the West is so tight. So I, there's a way maybe he gets himself back in it, but I just feel like if you miss a whole month that you're not going to, you know, it's kind of hard to still win that award, but there's nobody that kind of sticks out that would or should be deserving of it more than sure. him, you know, when you when you consider records. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But the NBA is uh, in in a good place as the regular season <laughs> yeah. winds down. And meanwhile, and, uh, Zion's like Captain America or whatever. You watch that game with like the like the superhero esque stuff. No, but yeah. uh, that's a good uh, uh, segue because Kuz brought that up on our topic list, mm-hmm. and it is interesting. Yeah, uh, because it is Star Wars Day, right? So there's a Star Wars Major League Baseball broadcast coming up. Yes, will yeah. we see more of that? Let's take Brent's a break so on the upset. other side. Yeah, I'm mad at you about that one. You're so mad. I'm not mad. Trying to change my baseball around. I'm a baseball lover, and you're going to bring these Star Wars folks. Oh, I, I know you're upset. I thought Kuz asked a really good question, so we'll ask it next. Mm-hmm. And uh, walk-up songs still on the table. Oh, I can't wait Get for this time ready to come. Uh, and, uh, and don't forget, Sixers' longest win streak in the in the NBA. No big deal. Oh, good deal. They, what, what are they, they, what are they in third Sixers? or second? What are They're they in right first. now? first. Where do the Sixers what are they play in? again? They play What's going on with that? Philly. Philly. Oh. Kuz, how's, uh, how's T.J. McConnell doing, by the way? He's doing fine. Pacers going to make that play-in tournament. We'll see it. We might yeah, have a hey, T.J. McConnell game. Hey, play though. Hey, four. though. Didn't ask how the Pacers were doing. Asked you how T.J. McConnell's doing. <laughs> he's fine. What, what does that mean? Give me give me stats. He's Does doing Rick, good. Rick, he's having fun. Does Rick Smith still play for the Pacers? <laughs> I don't believe so. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Live from the ballpark. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp opener tonight. And you can hear it on ESPN 690. I'm going to break him in half when he gets here. So for not coming to Ohio State. Jay is great. Jay's from uh, Utah. Obviously, I know those people out there as well, and Jace, I love Jay. I always have, and he's a guy that uh, I think we're going to get a lot out of him. I know the D-line coach, Tosh, and I told that to him. I said that, you know, having someone believe in you has got to be the greatest feeling in the world, and, and Tosh, Tosh believes in him. We know him, Jay Tefelli. So, it was, uh, you know, that was one of those ones you saw him sitting there, and that's when we jumped at it. That is Urban Meyer on Jay Tefelli, defensive tackle out of USC. I remember Mel Kuyper in the broadcast saying, hey, this guy's a second-round player if he doesn't opt out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Jags were not afraid of the opt-out guys, found some value in the opt-out guys, ended up getting him in the fourth round, I believe it was, uh, for Jay Tufeli. So uh, we'll see. Uh, a lot of people like that pick a lot. We'll, we'll see what that translates into, what that looks like uh, in the fall and, and in his career. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We are at 121 Financial Ballpark. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Minor League Baseball all across the country opening up today. For the first time they've played since 2000 and 
19 after a year off last year because of the pandemic. A month delay this year, so they're fired up here at the ballpark and at various ballparks all across the country. We're excited, too. Uh, partnered up with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp this year. You can listen to the games right here on ESPN 690, and that includes tonight at 6.50 is the pregame show first pitch right around 7.05. So catch the ball game tonight on ESPN 690. If you don't have a ticket because it's sold out, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game sold out tonight, but tickets available uh, through the rest of the weekend. You can win tickets on our contest page on ESPN690.com. We have the entire Action Sports Shacks team out here. Steve yeah, Weber's we're going right deep here. right now. Marcel Robinson was out here early. Yeah. Hey, listen, you get a chance to come to the ballpark. In our business, you come to the ballpark. Absolutely. I'm having a blast too. I'm actually going to get a hot dog tonight. Like I said that to myself. Like oh, I, I'm going to get, after we do TV, Fox 30 coming up at 6.50. Yeah. I'm going to get. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Hey, hey, Stuart Brent. just said, "Yeah, I'm getting a hot dog too." Yeah. But you're buying. There's some, <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. There's some conversation on social as to you can't see it in the um, the giraffe. Yeah, the broadcast. But Stuart's picture. Why is there yes. a giraffe? There is a giraffe yeah. next to us, and it's real. Oh, oh! <laughs> it's been very good most of the show. But Might be a little dehydrated, but it's been good. <laughs> Sponsorship from the zoo. Uh, and oh, okay. didn't eat Austin's lunch. Yeah. Uh, actually, we just asked somebody here and said, what is the deal with the giraffe? Because we saw that floating around social media, too. Mm-hmm. And people out here were like, no idea. So Stuart asked uh, <laughs> Scott Kornberg, and he said, what's the significance of the giraffe? He said, no idea. No idea. <laughs> So there's the just a giraffe continues. there. There's just a giraffe hanging out in left field. The search continues. And uh, nobody really knows why the giraffe is here. Okay. But apparently it got lost. Yeah. And uh, now it's fine. Probably from the zoo, the huh? Park. You think? Like, I feel like it's one of those things that was at the fairgrounds, like, when, uh, when the, you know, the carnival comes, or, or yeah. at the, actually at TIA Bank, and it got, like, left. And yeah. so they pulled it over here to the baseball grounds. Like, why would it be here? I'm telling you. I th- There's it, it, no zoo sponsorship to this thing on it. Well, maybe like they just got it from the zoo and said, hey, let's just put it here. Well, like, it's the Tiki Terrace. Okay. I mean, that's what this and? is. Does that have anything to do with hey, giraffes? The last thing that brings a Caribbean connection is a giraffe. I, I'm just asking. Okay, I'm just telling you. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody knows what's going on with the Can we get some answers here, somebody? This is, this is the biggest story of the day. Do I smell a 30 for 30 on the mystery draft at the yeah. Jumbo Shrimp? It's the Jacksonville What if Jones. I told you? Why wouldn't they just put a big shrimp out here instead? If you hit the if you hit the if you hit the giraffe, well, can we get the, the owner over here or something? Start to drink. Shots for everyone. Start using some of your manpower here, your your credentials, and let's get some. Let's get the question we answered. We tried. We tried. Uh, it's no re- It's a mystery yeah. about the giraffe. Huh? Just because. Just hey, walk up song for you. What would it be? Uh, off the top of my head, I'd probably go with James Brown, the man. Really? Yeah. Pay the cost to be the boss. I don't have a good one. I always go, go with chicken go, fried here for Zach Brown. Go ahead Brown and say Band. Garth Brooks something nope, real quick. Ja- Zach Brown Band said I always would go, go with chicken, chicken fried. Chicken fried. Kuz, what you got? Can I do, uh, what is that, uh, the, was it center field? Put me in, coach? Yeah, that's oh, angel. That that's a little boring, but it's fine. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you, you pick the most vanilla of all vanilla walkouts. I mean, right. you can't go wrong with it either. I, I mean, guess, it's a good man. baseball song. I guess. What you got, Weber? Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda. There you go, going a little back in the day. Uh, the 
Star Wars broadcast tonight. Do you mm-hmm. like the idea of these? The NFL did yeah. Nickelodeon. I love uh, it. We just had a, what else did we have? We just had another one. Well, last night NBA, it was um, Marvel. Marvel. Last yeah. Is this? See, I think this is a good idea, right? Even with like, baseball? Well, I think it's a good idea for the younger generation. Thank you. Right? That's yep. what the Nickelodeon thing kind of worked. It was awesome. I didn't watch it. I, I loved didn't it. like it. Like, I mean, cool. I wasn't like, hey, I'm going to watch my games like this now. Me and my son watched it. We had a blast. But it's a great entryway to a younger generation. I'm yeah. talking younger, younger generation. Yeah. Will that work with the Marvel? Do you think it will work with Star Wars? I'm not a Star Wars guy at all. Sure. So, like, no. They means nothing to me in that respect. I but. think it's going to work just because it gets a, a new group of fan involved. And that's what it's all about. There's still the option to watch the regular game if you want to. But if you want the Star Wars experience, tune in to ESPN2 or whatever. Well, if you want the giraffe mixed with jumbo shrimp experience, just come out Check to it out. One Financial Ballpark. Yep. Well, uh, keep, keep in mind, though, tickets are sold out. Tickets are sold yeah. out. But you can come out tomorrow, 1 o'clock game. Uh, or the rest of the week, Homestand is here to start. Check your local listings. <laughs> Our local listings, ESPN 690, by the way. That's where yeah. you listen to the game tonight. Cool. Uh, and most every night during this jumbo shrimp season. That's going to do it from the ballpark. A lot of fun today. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon. Come join us at Monument Road, Cantina Louis for Cinco de Mayo. 3 o'clock tomorrow, Monument Road, Cantina Louis. Have a good night, everybody. Jumbo shrimp coming up in an hour on ESPN 690.